Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting, exciting, exciting Mob Ties Affiliated now. Yeah. Mob Ties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mob Ties Affiliated episode of the Gems and Juice podcast. And if you're asking, oh, Rocket, why are you calling this a Mob Ties podcast? Because we got a special guest and he said we in Mob Ties. Fuck it, we rolling with it, man. Yeah, we rolling with this. <laughs> Five guys, baby. He, he said, we, in his words, uh, me and Figgy, the Gems and Juice podcast, we are qualified to be in mob ties because it's a movement of bosses. 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 Boss. And we some young bosses up in here, man, with our podcast. So mm. mob ties affiliated Drake. We might get him. We might get Drake next week. Who knows? Man. <laughs> we might get I'm confident paper. now. <laughs> we need a mob ties logo but yes we have a very special guest coming up for you guys jay prince um spoke to him for a little bit talked to him about certain things going on what he got going planned and the music industry as a whole right now so i think y'all gonna enjoy that interview we're gonna have that for you in a few minutes but we still got some other topics to talk about man we got a whole lot of shit to break down it's been a busy week in hip-hop and the culture as usual uh my man thicky fig uh, under the weather a little bit man how you feeling bro Man, I'm about to die, bro. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm feeling better, man. Just been trying to rest, uh, stay hydrated. And um, yeah, man, just just chill a little bit. <laughs> stay okay. away from people. <laughs> so so are you are you still like are do you officially have like do you have you been diagnosed with it or not yet? No, not yet. Okay. I, I took, all right, so I took a COVID test. It came back negative. But I feel like I have all the symptoms, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm gonna just roll. I'm gonna just roll and say I got it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm probably, um, probably gonna work from home for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. s- s- just to be safe. But yeah, man, I, uh, I lost my taste. I can't taste nothing. Mm. <laughs> can't really smell nothing. But do you think because I hear that, but. I want because that sounds like the flu to me. Because when your nose is congested, you can't taste anything. Period. Yeah. So sometimes I wonder, like, is that a COVID symptom or just a symptom of you being congested and can't even smell shit? Yeah, I, that's a good question, man. Because um, I hear a lot of people do lose their taste, but uh, I guess it. De- I guess it depends how long you lose it for. Yeah. Because there was some people that lost their taste for like three months. Mm-hmm. And uh, I doubt they were sick for three months, but they said they couldn't taste shit for like three months. So, um, yeah, hopefully I can get my taste back, man. But, but yeah, this this shit sucked, man. I I, I ain't want to end the year like this. That's it's terrible, man. Getting sick towards the end of the year is always bad yeah. because that's usually a busy time. You got to still get some gifts. You got to be out and about. People still working, and now you sick. But at least you get to stay home, man. Get get some rest. Yeah. Uh, heal up a little bit, and hopefully you'll get better soon, man. Well, I know you get better soon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's tough, man. So, <sighs> shout out to your wife as well. I know she's sick as well, so hope she gets mm-hmm. better soon as well, man. But yeah, <laughs> that sucks, man. It sucks. It's uh, it's rough out. COVID's think, still here, man. Yeah, COVID think, and the flu. I think the part that suck about it is it was nothing I could really do <laughs> because usually if somebody got it, you can kind of stay away. Yeah, but when your significant other have it <laughs> and you don't, 
Yeah. It's like nine times out of ten, like ninety nine point nine percent chance I was gonna get it. Yeah, there's so no I, avoiding it at that point. I had to go home and get this, get the shits. Mm-hmm. So, so that that's the part that suck because I found out when I was at work. I was like, oh shit. So <laughs> yeah, so I got home and I was fine then. Then that night, I was just like, oh shit, I feel sick. You feel it hit. You can feel it hit. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> at first, I thought it was a mental thing, but after a while, I was just like, nah, man. <laughs> like, nah, I got, I got it for real. And then the test, the test came back negative. I was just like, man, like, nah, I think I got it. <laughs> the test is really weird, man. Like, all this shit I've been hearing, people take it in their right nose and it's positive. They take it in their left nose, it's negative. You had Dez Bryant test positive for it. And then like the next day test negative for it. So he missed a game, but he wasn't even sick. And he retested and he was fine. Like, I don't trust the test, man. Me either. I feel like there's people who tested negative who had it. And there's people who tested positive that didn't. Yeah. And they keep trying to make the test even like they got to take at home te- uh, test you can take at home and all this shit. But I'm like, man, y'all regular tests ain't even right yet. Let's get the regular test right before we get the convenient CVS sold in Walgreens type yeah. of test, man. Because I don't, I don't trust the test. Period. It seems kind of funky. Yeah, and how do you know? I mean, what's the symptoms? Like the symptoms are so generic. Yes. Like, like how 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 do you know you have it? That that's the part to get me because uh shit when this shit first happened back in March, like I thought I had it then. You remember I was mm-hmm. I was sick as hell, and they kept saying I had bronchitis. It's just like how do y'all know? And then they but kept you saying, read the symptoms and it's like well this sounds like what I have right now. Yeah, and then they, and then that was during that time they kept saying oh you had to be sixty five and older and mm-hmm. you got to have health problems to even get tested. I was just like, man, this is crazy. Like, how do y'all y'all, y'all don't even know what this is? So, I don't. Know. I agree, man. And like the the symptoms are very similar to the flu. I think the only thing that's different is the shortness of breath. Mm-hmm. Really, like if you're having trouble breathing, like really bad trouble breathing, that's that's a, a symptom of the coronavirus or COVID. But like everything else is just the flu, man. So it's hard to tell, like if you got the flu, if you got COVID, because everybody has different symptoms too. It's so crazy, man. It's the whole thing is is very strange. But hopefully yeah. we we almost out these woods. Hopefully all the uh the people who want to take the vaccine first, we, we can we can sit back and, and cut and see how it affect them, make sure they they face it. Did you see that <laughs> the social media post going around about how the COVID vaccine like makes people's face crunch up a whole lot. Have you seen that shit, man? No. <laughs> yeah, that social media running wild with this whole vaccine thing, man. So hopefully it gets ironed out soon. But anyway, I digress. Hope y'all feel better soon, man. Thank you. And uh uh so fuck it, man. Let's get into some some new releases like we always do around this time in the podcast. Um significant new release I want to talk about Kid Cuddy. Finally released Man on the Moon Part 3. Um, he had, I think he announced this album last year, around the end of last year. And I remember being excited for it, but his last solo album, he had Kids See Ghosts with, with uh, Kanye in 2018, I think. 
but his last solo album was in 2016. So it's been about four years since he dropped something, man. Solo. Yeah. Highly anticipated. 18 tracks that have features from Skepta, Pop Smoke, Trippy Red, um, among others, Phoebe Bridgers, who I never heard before, but she cool. <laughs> but a lot of it is mainly just him, which I appreciated. Uh, we we should have got a what's her name what's her name Jules on this podcast because she's a heavy oh, yeah, she is. heavy uh, kid Cuddy fan. We'll we'll try to get her on for the end of the year podcast maybe. <laughs> but uh, I'm interested in see to see how the kid Cuddy fan base feels about this. Um, I, I, I guess I'll I'll break it down first real quick, man, because I I'm not the hugest big kid Cuddy fan, but. I think Man on the Moon 2 was like one of the best albums of the 2000s. Mm. You know, I think that album's a masterpiece, man. So mm. when he comes out with Man on the Moon 3, part of me feels like Lil Wayne Carter 5, Raekwon, mm. Only Built for Cuban Links 2, <laughs> uh, Method Man and Red Man Blackout 2. Mm. Like, it, it, it kind of struck me as, okay, this is an artist who hasn't had any real hits in a while. And now he's trying to rekindle the flame with the uh, Man on the Moon name. The the most famous album he's made. Yeah. Albums he's made. Yeah. We talked about this all the time with artists. The uh, Purple Haze 2. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Port of Miami 2. Like, I think there's a difference between. Like, if you're in your prime making sequel albums, that's cool. But when you do it, like, 10 years after the first one, that really just, it it starts to make it look like you're creatively bankrupt. You know, you just ran out of ideas, or you just want something that you know is going to pull in numbers. And that's kind of what he did here. But I do want to know the Kid Cudi fan base um thoughts on this man but but we'll, 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 i'm curious about how you thought about it man i don't know how how you on like how you feel about kid cuddy in general but what were your thoughts about this album man how'd you feel about it when you bumped it uh i i really enjoyed this album man i felt like i felt like he didn't go all the way outside the box because the last couple albums not the uh not the collab album kiss he ghost but um he had the album's Eating bullets or something? Oh, speeding bullets to heaven. Yeah, like that album. I enjoyed that album. To me, that was a weird kid, Cuddy, and only the true fans will enjoy that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, to me, this album it was like it was somewhat straight up hip hop. I mean, it kind of I had to check a little bit because it seemed like it, I had to check and make sure Travis Scott wasn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of has some Travis Scott vibes. I don't know if Travis Scott taking his his um his style or he taking Travis Scott's, but it kind of felt like a dark Travis Scott album. But um, I I really enjoyed it, man. Um, like a lot of hip hop, like a lot of hip hop type of beats. Um, my favorite song on here was the um, Mr. Solo Dolo Three. Yeah, I like that a lot too. I, I, I really like that. Um, I like I like the song with Skepta and Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was dope. Um, the only ones I really skipped, I, I ain't skip a lot on here. The only ones I skipped was, uh, is it uh, Ellie's Ellie's Baby? 
at least they yeah did. that that one kind of stunk i that, don't like that yeah that one seemed like it should have been on speed and bullets to heaven yeah <laughs> to me that that song just seemed like it was out of place um the other one i skipped i didn't really like um i ain't like the void to me that seemed like that was another one out of place too and uh, towards the towards the end of the album, it seemed like it got a little dry. But um, overall, I thought it was a pretty solid album. It seemed like he was motivated. And um, yeah, uh, the, the song "Dive," I like the song "Dive." Tequila sh- it, to me, it was a pretty solid album <laughs> for Kid Cudi. It wasn't that weird Kid Cudi, the the rock and roll Kid Cudi. It, he just kept it straight straight up rap or straight up what how he used to do 10 years ago so uh i really enjoyed this and the, the one thing i really enjoyed about this album is it wasn't really a lot of features on here it, it he just kept it him and i think that's the best part about this album i was i was really shocked about uh shot with the features uh trippy red that was kind of a head scratcher Mm-hmm. I think I would see uh Trippy Red and <laughs> Cuddy collab. And then the Pop Smoke one was kind of a a, a, sh- a shocker too. But outside of that, man, I thought it was a solid album. I I for the most part agree. Um I thought it was a solid album, but given the expectations of Man on the Moon part 1 and 2, I thought it was a disappointment because I think I kind of think I agree with pretty much everything you said. Like it is more of a hip hop sound, but I also feel like this is a Kid Cudi album for people who didn't really like Kid Cudi before, you know, because it sounds like you said a lot like a Travis Scott album, you know, it's more hip hop. It got the same 808 type drums on a lot of the songs. Um, And I think that's kind of disappointing for, what man on the moon is supposed to be like if you listen to part two i'll admit i didn't like man on the moon part two when i first heard it because man on the moon part one was more like a traditional hip-hop sounding album and he went way left with the sequel you know if you if you bump that album from front to back no two songs really sound the same man like he's on a different vibe and every like some of them he's way more singing and emotional some of it's a little more hip-hop some of it's more laid back with the Mary J. Blige features. I think he was way more in his creative bag in that album. And this one just seemed like, all right, I got to let these niggas know, you know, I'm still rap. Like, basically, it sounds like a lot of what's popular right now, Mm. you know, and that's the the smart play. I get it. But also, as a fan of the more creative Cuddy stuff, I thought it was a little bit disappointing. First listen, I wasn't really feeling it, but then I... Today, I ran the whole thing back. I put the subwoofer on. It, it bumps pretty hard, man. Like, this album rides. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only song I really skip every time is the LC's Baby Boy, like you said. Um, but I think my favorite tracks were the same as yours. Mr. Solo Dolo 3, probably the best one. Heaven on Earth was good, too. Um, Skepta, Pop Smoke, and Kid Cudi sound great together, man. Yeah. Like, I wish they could do more. I've been a Skepta fan since I heard him at a ACL a few years back. Yeah, we and need to get some more Skepta and Kid Cudi collabs. We do. And Pop Smoke, like, I wish I wish they could have collabed more, man, because they got a good sound together. It was, it was a cool song. Yeah. 
Trippy Red, I was surprised, but also he's one of these kid cutty kids too, you know, like he's one of those children. If you listen to his music, it's very reminiscent of some kid cutty type songs. So I was surprised, but not too surprised because, you know, he kind of sounds like Kid Cudi a little bit. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm glad it was mainly a solo album. Um, but like I said, it was a little disappointing for me as, you know, like he named a Man on the Moon 3. It's kind of like the Carter 5. The Carter 5 wasn't a bad album, but when you think about the Carter 1 and 2 and even 3, yeah, and you like... Carter Five was just paled in comparison, man. Yeah, and I feel the same way about this album. Yeah, it's like making the Godfather Four, Godfather Five. Exactly. Like, Even it's, if it's a good movie, like it ain't gonna be Part One and Two, ex- man. Yeah, it's not about to reach those expectations. So. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of setting. It's it's setting up to fail. Basically, yeah. And like I get it because you know you want something. He'd been gone for a while. He wanted to come back strong. So I, I get why from a marketing standpoint, but from a creative standpoint, from a fan standpoint, like if he named the album anything else, I would have been like, oh shit, Kid Cudi back, man. He back doing his thing. But calling it Man on the Moon 3 is like that. That name should be sacred for the best of his work. And he it, it wasn't that, like it, it just wasn't that. Okay. But I'm interested to see, like, we got to get Jules on. We got to get her take. We got to get the Kid Cudi super fan take. Because I'm sure she probably liked everything. She liked that Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying album, too. I thought that <laughs> album was okay. But she was acting like that shit was a masterpiece. And I'm like, <laughs> it was okay. But we got to get her back on and get her take on this new Kid Cudi album. Let it percolate a little bit. And I might feel different about it, man. I don't know. Because, like I said, I didn't like part two when it first came out. It grew on me a lot. This might grow on me, too. But it just, at first couple of listens, it sounds like a Travis Scott album. It sounds like, you know, a lot of people who who kind of copied his style, it seems like he's kind of copying, like he was rapping in triplets at one point on this album. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> he goes flow old, man. You ain't got to go there. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see, man. Yeah, but, but I that, gotta get that. That Mr. Solo Dolo Three is hard, man. Like, it is. That's a song I, I put in my playlist. Like I did. It is. Play this, yeah. And that sounds like more of like a Man on the Moon Part Two type of song, too. You know, I think it was more creative, but yeah, some of it, like it's like I said, the album sounds good. And if you weren't a huge fan of Kid Cudi, but you like Travis Scott and things like and people like that, you'll probably like this album a lot. But if you're a hardcore kid Cuddy fan, I don't know, man. You might be a little disappointed, but yeah. we'll see. We'll we'll see how the uh community reacts to this new album. <laughs> you did bring up the new Jack Harlow album before the show, too, man. Did you actually listen to it? I listened to like the first two or three songs, man. Honestly, man, I'm gonna be honest. I really wasn't a fan of him. Uh, me neither I, I had no plans on listening to this album just so I, be honest man i guess you could call me a hater but it, I, just, I just feel a certain type of way when you get uh white rappers that rap like this and they just blow up and everybody act like he's the best rapper of all time and it's it's a hundred different black dudes who rap like that if not better but when a white person rapping like this, they act like that's Jesus Christ. 
So I, I had no plans on listening to it, but I've been hearing a lot of good feedback on it. Like, he, he, shit, you even had Adam Schefter. Uh, I guess I guess he shouted him out in some lyrics or something. Oh, no. Yeah, and, uh, Adam Schefter ended up retweeting it or t- tweeting the lyrics out or something like that. But, um, yeah, but a lot of people been raving about this album, saying it was a really good album. But uh, the first couple songs I heard, it was all right. It was <clears throat> like I couldn't tell the difference between him, Lil Dicky. Uh, he sound <laughs> like a uh, he sound a lot like Mac Miller at at some points. But I don't know, just a typical white <laughs> rapper, <laughs> man, <laughs> with good with good production. Yeah, man. And we talked about this a little bit before the show, too. Like, I I really miss when because this guy never impressed me either. Like nothing about him made me want to go seek out his music, man. It just seems like another at like his whole personality is this average white guy who just is funny sometimes and cracks jokes, but dresses bummy. And like, like I, I miss the days when to break into hip hop, you had to be like a really dope white rapper. You know, you couldn't just be a regular guy, you know, like like a Lil Dicky. And Lil Dicky's not a bad rapper, but I would consider him average. You know, when you go back, you talk about like House of Pain, you talk about shit, Vanilla Ice, people give him for all the smoke Vanilla Ice gets, he was rapping his ass off on Ice Ice Baby, man. Let's let's give him that much. <laughs> he was rapping his ass off on that song, man. That song is cold. Eminem came in with the flow that like, Technically, he's one of the best rappers of all time. Technically, not <laughs> not necessarily. He ain't in my top 250, maybe. But technically, he's one of the best rappers. Like, you got to be super dope to be a white rapper who really made it. And now, like, I think this started around, like, 2000, 2006, 7, 8, 9. You had these regular white kids come in, like Asher Roth. And R.I.P. to Mac Miller, but Mac Miller, too, he came in with a regular frat boy type of, you know, personality. And like he they, they always get these dope features. I consider Logic one of them, too, man. Like Logic's yeah. a very, very white, like <laughs> he's and biracial, I guess, technically. But yeah, I don't, I don't even know if he's white or black. Like, I don't know what he is. He He's biracial, apparently. But even he is like a, a very average unassuming guy you know where really no personality besides hey i'm a i'm a quirky white kid kind of yeah and this happened around that time the whole i love college thing with asher roth and mac miller making the kids album and it's like they were they were okay but not worth the the hype they were getting the the features they would get logic got wu-tang man like yeah. what the fuck man yeah we talked about that man rizza can't even get the whole wu-tang on yes. one song and this dude managed to get all of them on one song jay-z man you know jay-z was supposed to have uh i want to say he was supposed to have raekwon and ghostface on um one of his songs from the Ma- the magna carta holy grail mm-hmm. album. The, i, I want to say heaven what's the song Probably. Yeah, he was supposed to have it was supposed to be um Jay-Z, Raekwon, and Ghostface. He couldn't get Ghostface. Jay-Z couldn't get Ghostface. But somehow some nigga named Logic. Yes. <laughs> you get all of them. <laughs> Dog, Drake couldn't get Wu Tang was supposed to be on Wu Tang Forever, the remix. 
Drake couldn't get them on that song. Drake, the biggest rapper of our t- lifetime, could not get the Wu-Tang together, but Logic got them. Mac Miller done got all these features and had, he was best friends with everybody in the industry. I'm like, damn, like he was dope. I like Mac Miller. I like his last album a lot, but like, come on, man. Yeah. Like the, 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 it, it just, it just, and I feel the same way about this Jack Harlow dude. Like I see a whole lot of hype, but nothing draws me to really be interested in him or his music, man. And you, yeah. you, you did point out that there was some controversy about his album cover. Yeah. Because apparently it's a cover with him. At first, I thought he was giving money to black kids from a limo. Like, you could tell he's in a limo with a black lady behind him or around him giving something to some black kids out the window. I thought it was money at first. Now I'm like, okay, that's cool. But apparently it was like an autograph he was signing, which I don't know any kids from the hood who want a Jack Harlow autograph or would even (laughs) know who he is to ask for it. So I guess that was a little controversial on social media. I don't know. I haven't yeah, been keeping yeah. up. Yeah, that was a little controversy on top of the um, the black lady. I guess it made the way it was looking was I guess she was. I don't want to say she was looking like a hoe, but mm-hmm. the dress was up and it looked like she was just out. <laughs> so I guess it made it look like he just got this black chick in the in the limo. <laughs> so I don't know. I think I think people kind of took it too far. I think people was looking too deep into it, but I don't know that. Like, why? To me, me personally, like, why would you pick that type of album cover anyway? Like, I, like, what? What's the? Like, what's the? What's the purpose of it? When Deer himself about the black community, man, maybe he know. thought he would get props for it. Yeah, like I mean, unless unless the young lady in that um in that limo is his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Like, what's I don't know what's the purpose of it. No, he know. he he was trying to appeal to black people, man. Let's just call it what it is. He was trying to appeal to black people. He thought he would get some because you know black. I hate to bring black women into this, but <laughs> black women be gassing up white men for doing the ba- most basic shit. You know, you, I know you see it on social media. We talked about this shit before, man. They get gassed up for even being around a black woman. <laughs> so maybe he thought that's what he would get. He would get a whole lot of black women being like, oh, man, he a real one for this. Oh, yeah. He, you don't see other rappers doing this for their album covers. So, yeah. Yeah. All these other rappers, they be having these um, these foreign chicks. Yeah. All the white women in the videos. Huh? Mm hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah maybe maybe that's what he thought he was gonna get but maybe it doesn't seem like he got that and this picture does remind me there was some controversy earlier this week as well with meek mill apparently pulling up to some kids yeah. and giving them a 20 dollar bill to split and- between all of them <laughs> man like i look i'm a i'm a meek mill fan man i i, I got nothing bad to say about him but to me this was so dumb like to me, look so goofy doing this shit, man, and recording it. I think that's the worst part. He's sitting there recording it, telling them don't touch my car and all this other shit. Like, bro, just keep your funky ass twenty dollars, man. <laughs> like, if it's if it's that deep, man, just keep your twenty dollars. Like, I don't understand why he do shit like that, and he doubled down on it. Meek Mill has to be one of the biggest examples of fumbling an easy bag I've ever heard in my life man because think about where this man was first off 
his career was damn near destroyed by the Drake beef. Nikki leaves him. Then he goes to jail. He goes to prison over some bullshit. And niggas built Jay Z tried to make this man Nelson Mandela, dog. <laughs> he got out. He was speaking. He was meeting with Robert Kraft. Everybody, all these people were tweeting free Meek Mill. Everybody was saying free Meek Mill. ESPN was covering yes. it. <laughs> They're making him the face of wrongful black imprisonment. Like all he had to do really was shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he would have been like the hip hop Nelson Mandela dog. He had the documentary come out right after his release. He had all this stuff. He was set to be like some type of important black figurehead, but he just keeps doing stupid shit on social media, man. Like he can't stop himself. Like he's too ignorant for his position that they tried to put him in. And now he's back to being a clown, dog. Like I don't, I don't, I've never seen this shit happen before to anybody. Yeah. It's, it's so, man, what he, it was so goofy, man. Like, like I, I, I even look at people different from even trying to defend that shit. Yes. <laughs> like, bro, like, it, like, I'd rather him just keep rolling and not even <laughs> or take a picture with them or something, man. Like yeah. giving them saying, a 20. Come on. Yeah, man. I'm not saying he should have gave more money or anything like that. I don't even think it was about the money. It was just the energy behind it, man. Like telling the kids, don't touch my car and yeah, like recording them and what y'all what y'all selling and split this and like, fam, like, just keep the money at that point. I know kid, I know them kids ain't going to say nothing like that because, you know, it's Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. But, man, I would have been like, man, fuck this. This ain't even worth it. <laughs> I'd rather go I'd rather go to somebody else and get a dollar without being recorded and shit. Mm-hmm. Used for a promo, son. It was just, and yeah, people defended it by saying, well, what you give the kids? So I don't see you out there giving money. Like, if I pull up in a foreign car with a rollie on my wrist and pull up to some poor kids in the hood, you damn well right. If I'm going to give them some money, I'm going to give them more than a 20, dog. Yeah. Like, if I have the money that I'm flexing to that degree, yeah, I'm yeah. going to give them more than $20, man. Yeah. Like, or, or even if it's the case, let's say, you know, that's all he want to give them. Just give them the 20 and keep moving. Exactly. Let, Don't let put all the extra production behind it. Yeah, let them figure it out. You Don't record need- it. Yeah, like I don't want to hear all that other shit. Yeah, that shit was that shit was corny, man. It it would be one thing if one of the kids like posted on social media, yeah, this fuck nigga Meek Mill only gave us twenty dollars, and he didn't record it. But the fact that he recorded it and put it out himself to make himself look like a charitable person, yeah, that's what made it corny, man. Yeah, you know, you know what that kind of looked like. That kind of reminded me of um, um, Wesley Snipes on New Jack City. (laughs) <laughs> being a drug dealer and he going yep. to the hood just giving out turkeys like he yep. doing something but ain't really doing shit <laughs> that's what it really reminded me of just like man like dog you, you look like a clown right now I agree man bad look <laughs> so yeah Meek Mill is fumbling the bag still to this day but whatever <laughs> you do what you can <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a uh, very, very special episode of the Gems and Juice podcast. And, you know, I say special guests a lot, so I'm going to say we are we are blessed with a, a, a honorary uh, uh, figure in Houston and in, in music period, man. A uh, man joining us. Uh, we've talked about quite a bit, you know. Uh, if you're a fan of Houston hip-hop, you know his name very well. 
Um, his name is Jay Prince, and he is joining us on the podcast today. Um, talk about a little bit of the some new things he got coming out. Uh, his man's in Las Vegas now, kicking back, ch- chilling, being cool. So he's going. We gonna pick your brain a little bit, ask a few questions. But first off, man, we do we, we ask everybody who joins this podcast, kind of, you know, how how they've been maintaining during the pandemic. You know, it's it's changed a whole lot of uh, you know, the way people move, the way people get money, the way people, you know, whether they falling back and creating or kind of going max hustle mode. So how's it been for you, man? How how has this pandemic and this current world events really shifted the way you typically move in and do your thing out here? Oh uh, yeah. Well, let me just say <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me, man, today. You know what I mean? On the the gems and juice. And uh you know, everything been been beautiful where I'm concerned. You know, of course, this pandemic has affected everybody. And, you know, my heart goes out to the ones who, uh, you know, didn't make it because everybody didn't make it. You know, now I'm hearing that they have a vaccination, which is a breath of fresh air. You know what I mean? Because it's not the first time that, you know, one of these type of diseases have hit the U.S., you know what I mean? As a history of different things uh, coming, maybe not as quite as uh, dangerous as this one was, but, you know, I, I recall getting a vaccination shot for measles and mumps and chicken pox, you know, back in the day. And I used to hear my elders, you know, tell me about how they destroyed a lot of lives and whatnot. So in other words, this too shall pass and, you know, myself, I made the adjustments. Of course, I try to stay out the way as much as I possibly can. And, uh, you know, we got to keep moving, man. No no force against the shell prosper. <laughs> I feel you, man. I got to ask you this, too, because I know I'm sure you, you've you been around these discussions as well. There's a lot of talk about the vaccination in the black community. You know, we are very wary of things like this because of things that have happened in the past involving yeah. black people in this country. So what, what do you think about that, man? Are, are you, are you going to be first in line to take the vaccination? Are you kind of peel back and see what the side effects might be like? How, how's that? What do you think about the vaccination as it rolls out pretty soon? Well, I ain't going to be in the front of the line. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't think, you know, we, some of us just not them kind of people, you know what I mean? And, but I'm going to be looking and watching those who uh, who really need it right now. I'm going to see how it affect them, what happened, if they talking the same, walking the same, <laughs> thinking the same and everything. And, uh, hey, if it worked, then I want to, you know what I mean? I'm Yeah, I'm down. You know what I mean? I'm not so in denial, in bondage from the past where I don't know how to move forward. I feel you, man. I, I'm kind of in the same boat, man. I'm not going to be in the same, like my mom, I've talked, my mama ain't going to take it no matter what. She's made up yeah. her mind. I'm like, mama, you need it. You a little older, but yeah. she, she made up her mind. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm trying to yeah. feel back. I was, and see. I was feeling the same way until I got sick. Now I'm like, man, I might have to be first in line. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that's the way it be. You know what I mean? I remember I had, you know, I snapped my Achilles playing basketball. And I was like, I ain't taking no pain pills. And man, look here, that pain woke me up by five or six in the morning and said, you still feel that way? 
I said, no. <laughs> said, give me all, give me the whole bottle. <laughs> I feel you, man. Yeah. Shoot. So, so, so you in Las Vegas, man? You got a, you got a fight coming up. One of your fighters doing his thing. Tell us a little bit about that, man. What, what's going on? Yeah, Shakur Stevenson is fighting on Saturday. Uh, he's fighting on ESPN Plus. Okay. And, uh, you know, we all know Shakur Steven. He's a 2016 silver medalist from the U- United States. He's the only one who won in medal, you know, silver that year. So uh, he is, uh, I call him the next Floyd Mayweather on steroids. Oh, wow. You know, yeah, yeah, imagine that. So we're looking forward to seeing him dissect this guy on Saturday and <laughs> and then sending notice to the 130-pound division that we coming. I'm going to check that out, man. I'm, I'm a fan of yeah. boxing. I'm a fan of MMA and combat sports in general. So I'm going to definitely check that out on ESPN Plus coming up. Uh, but I got to ask you this, too, since I know you're into boxing. Uh, what were your thoughts on the uh, the Mike Tyson-Roy Jones Jr. fight, as well as the, uh, the Jake Paul-Nate Robinson, and now <laughs> Jake Paul talking – Jake Paul's in talks to have a match with a Floyd Mayweather now. Yeah. So, what, what what were your thoughts on those? Like, well, how, what was it like for you watching that, man? How do you feel I, about? I, it? I think for two fifty year old guys, that was entertaining to watch Roy and uh, and and uh, and Mike do their thing. You know, uh, I was glad to see both of them lead the ring the way they came in. You know what I mean? Uh, for as Nate Robinson and the Paul guy. Uh, that was exciting, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's always exciting to see a good fight and to see uh, basketball players and other athletes, you know, trying to uh, step in that ring. Uh, that was entertaining, you know. A lot of them may have a second thought now that they've seen what happened to Nate, but uh, it's some of them guys that can fight a little better than Nate, and I think they're going to, you know, try their hand. But I tell you something I'm even looking more forward to is for rappers to uh, enter that ring and, and, and settle some of them beats that they have versus pulling the triggers and, you know what I mean, shooting them bullets. I like to see them, you know, exercise their gangsterism in that ring a little bit. I would pay a lot of money to see that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now I got to ask you that too, man, because how, no, no, you know, you're, you're heavily in the rap game, you know, and you've managed and helped a lot, a lot of rappers in the game. Like how, how much would it take for you to consider getting Drake in there, man? Like how much would it, what would the starting number be for you to maybe say, Hey, maybe you got to think about this blood. Like maybe you got to think well, about what's going on. To get in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Drake is, uh, he, I think he can go in training and, and 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 do some things, but it had to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can see him. I can see him beating the brakes off of somebody too. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of times they look at uh, guys that's light skinned and they think something be weak about them. You know, yeah. And only to find out that okay, no, yeah, they, they think it, because it's sweet as it look. <laughs> Yeah, they think because he can sing that he can get beat up, but no, yeah. I see him beating somebody up. Oh yeah. Now Drake yeah. Yoked, Drake yoked up now, man. He, he ain't Nickelodeon Drake no more. He yoked up now. I ain't yeah. I mean that man yeah. got a camp behind him. Yeah, yeah. So since we on the topic of the rappers, man, I want to ask you this too. Um, 
you know, we lost quite a few people really recently, and especially due to some, like you were talking about some violence and uh, recently uh, Mo3, of course, and then uh, a little before that King Vaughn, you know, tragically. Uh, and I keep hearing this narrative. I think we uh, just lost another man today as well. Um, so uh, I keep hearing this narrative, people saying that uh, being a rapper is the most dangerous job in America. I think Fabulous said it again today as well. Uh, where do you stand on that? Do you think being a rapper is really the most dangerous job in America? And, and if so, why? Like, why, why is it so hot right now as far as rap goes? Well, I think... Uh... I don't just think it's rap, but the rap game right now is somewhat equivalent to the dope game. You know what I mean? And that's just the way it is. A lot of uh, the same thing is happening because a lot of the same individuals are involved. But I think with all of us uh, getting a chance and a choice every day we wake up, you know, everything depends on the uh the choices we make you know what i mean the choices we make in life a lot of times have a lot to do with the destination on how things end up and you know i keep telling people if you keep campaigning you know what i mean for for darkness and darkness come to your front door and right there in front of you it'd be hard a lot of times say oh i changed my mind i don't i don't want that darkness you know what i mean because when you campaign you're gonna get elected. And come election day, you know, a lot of people don't like it, but it's important to, uh, I keep trying to tell them to embrace an OG over IG, somebody who can uh, give them some wisdom on how not to be asking for this energy that's, you know, coming right before. Dropping some gems, man. I like that. I like that. Campaign, you're yeah. going to get elected. I feel you, man. And, I, and unfortunately, it, a lot of it is that. Um, I think the rap game has grown. Like, I feel like back in the day, it was cool to be like, like it was, you could escape being a studio gangster. But now I feel like a lot of, and this is just me looking on the outside, but I feel like people feel like they got to be proven in the streets before they get into rap. Right. And, and that's really unfortunate because if people are talented, they got, you know, long careers and lives ahead of them. But when you get into certain things, it's hard to get out when you in so deep. So, yeah, very tragic, man. Yeah. So uh, I always want to ask you about this uh, because you do have a book called the uh, I believe it's called The Science of Respect. The art and science of respect. the art and science of respect. My bad. Uh, I read I read quite a bit of the book. It's a good book, man. I really enjoyed Thank it. You. But I'll uh, that word kind of reminds me of an old Fifty Cent line. He said, uh, "Respect come from admiration or fear." Mm. Do you do you believe in that? And if so, like, do you believe that applies to you as well? Yeah. No. No. I have my own definition and my own uh, ingredients where respect is concerned. And mine is uh, in order to, uh, to get respect, you need to give it, you know what I mean? And then there'll come a time when you have to demand it. So uh, I'm not really in agreement. I'm not really, uh, that's his way. And I'm sure that means something to him. And maybe that's, you know, how he attained it or whatnot. My journey is 
the way I expressed it. You know what I mean? I believe in respecting a man, but by the same token, you know, I'm a demand demand mine too. Um, speaking of respect, uh, a couple years ago, we we all had this. I guess it was like a hot debate on artists coming to your city and uh, I guess checking in the whole check in. Yeah, uh, a lot of newer artists don't really look into it like that. They don't like to check in. How do yeah. you feel about that? Do you think every city should have like a, a maybe like a big bro or something to check in with before they perform or make money in the city? Yeah, no, I'm not. I never, you know, a lot of people uh, speak for me on different things, but, you know, I don't, don't nobody have to check in when they come in to Houston to me, you know what I mean? But I will say is I'm an asset, you know what I mean? I'm an asset. And for those who uh, know me and have a relationship with me, then the chances of something happen happening to them, you know, with being attached to my brand, lessens tremendously versus uh just coming in the city and uh you know what I mean being by yourself that that makes that, that's kind of how I figured it always went man people acted like you know uh and, and that might be the case some places but they act like you know if you don't check in with me then it's gonna be direct problems because of that but I think it's more of you'll probably have less problems if you check in and yeah. make sure everything cool on my side then you know, yeah, you know it's a way. choice. It's a choice, and it's a a relationship thing. Like when I go to different places, I got different homies. I let them know, hey man, I'm in the city. We kick it. We have fun. We interact with one another, which is an asset for me. You know, I don't look at that as a weakness. I don't look at that as as nothing negative. And you know, Lord knows for one to be able to come into in the city H town and to have a relationship with me, like I say, that's a, that's an asset. That's for your benefit. But uh, I'm not, you know, got my hand up saying, oh, check in with me. I want some attention now. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, <laughs> you I always, yeah, I always thought of it like that because people try yeah. to make it seem like you a sucker if you yeah. check in with somebody. But to me, that's yeah. building a relationship. Just Man, you know, for some reason today, you know, they want a lie to be the truth. They want the truth to be a lie. You know what I mean? Things being twisted up like I never saw before. But, uh, you know, that's just the way it is, you know? I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, and I want to ask you this, too. I know you're connected. You know people. Uh, we, we're me and, me and Figgy work at a sports station, so we got to ask you an interview. Me as a personal Rockets fan, lifelong Rockets fan. Can you please get somebody in James Harden ear and tell him he, need, he needs to stay in the great city of Houston? He don't need to leave here, man. I know he's trying. Like, is there anything we can do here to keep this man in this city, Jay Prince? Man, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold that I wouldn't trade him for a good trade. You know what okay. I mean? You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, Harden, you know what I mean, got a, you know, the dude, we know he's a good athlete, can play ball. But, uh, you know, when it comes to crunch time, I got a question mark, whether he's mm. the same player. Mm. And, and and if we really, you know, plan on winning a championship, then that question mark going to have to be answered. You know what I mean? You can't 
in crunch time, we need some real killers, man. Some real people that's gonna go get it for us. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would make that trade with the right player. Okay. <laughs> real tough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's just business. That ain't personal. <laughs> it it is business. Uh, I, I, all I want is a fair trade, man. I keep yeah. hearing people I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel you, man. I feel you. Trust me, they're not gonna just give him away. You can believe that. So it's gonna, yeah. I think they know how to. They're gonna have to make a fair trade, and they're gonna hold what they got. And I, res- I respect that too, man. I mean, he, yeah. he gonna show up and play. He ain't, he, nobody's trying to miss paychecks, man. So yeah. I think we'll, we'll we'll make it through somehow in this se- this whole season. But uh, I do have to ask you, man. I've heard. Uh, you got some new projects coming out soon, and you have uh, some 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 very very uh, extravagant things coming up that I'm interested in. So yeah. tell us about your your loyalty brand. You've got a, a rose cabernet sauvignon. I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> Gardenay and merlot yeah. coming yeah. out. Tell us a little bit about that, man. Oh yeah, that's the loyalty collection, man. That's uh, you know what I mean, the collection. Like you say, uh, the spirits, you know what I mean? And what better way to celebrate, you know, during the holidays on with some loyalty, you know what I mean? Because the truth be told, loyalty exists in every celebration, you know what I mean? Whether it's the Rockets winning up the next NBA uh, All-Star Championship game or mm-hmm. the Super Bowls or personal life, marriages, whatever it may be, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need some loyalty and it's going to, it got to be in the mix for us to be victorious. So, um, yeah, that is, that's going on right now, man. I, uh, I actually started the brand because of a doctor in Houston by the name of, uh, uh, Dr. Red Duke, you know, he was talking about the benefits of red wine, you know, the health benefits of red wine where your heart, and blood and different things are concerned. And, and I decided to uh, start, you know, drinking me a little red wine in my wine and downtime. And uh, which ultimately led to, you know, a business decision to get in the, the spirit business. So I'm here, man, and I got the best brand in town, loyalty. So let's toast the loyalty around Christmas and New Year's. So is this in all liquor stores? Yeah, right now you can order it on, on, online. You can go to my Instagram and punch that link, or you can go to Loyalty Wines uh, Instagram, but it will be in the stores around the 20, the 21st or something like that. So I got 18 wheelers in route. Okay. <laughs> okay, I like it, man. And, yeah. and I, I do hear a lot about, you know, the, the benefits of red. The NBA players drinking wet Ron now, man. Like it is oh, yeah. real health benefits yeah. about it so yeah. in moderation yeah it definitely yeah. Oh, for sure. so, how many bottles do we have to get to uh get an application to be in them because i've been asking on this podcast i'm like how, how do we apply to get like to get into mob ties man because I, i'm always wondering like how do people get in here man like do i gotta buy buy, buy the whole like what, what do i gotta do man how, how, no, how, you, all you have to do is be a boss Oh, yeah, okay. You would be a boss because it's a movement of bosses. You know what I mean? So, you know, 
disqualify under that definition. It ain't about nothing, no illegal, this and that, the way people try to paint the portrait. It's just a movement, man, of bosses that we uh, ignited where, you know, positivity is concerned, a movement over the moment. You know what I mean? And, and y'all on y'all station right now, you know, that's your pop podcast. So that's a movement where bosses is concerned. So you qualify. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, put it put it down, Figgy. You qualify <laughs> to be a mob ties, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a monumentous yeah. occasion, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> for real, for yeah. real, man. We certified Jay Prince said we certified, man. So yeah, I like that. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> Movement of bosses, man. I like it. Boy. I like it. The movement yeah. of we in we in there, dog. We in there, man. That's funny. That's dope. <laughs> I like it. So uh, um, we don't want to hold you too long, man, but uh, we really appreciate you joining us, Jay Prince. And uh, so so what do you have anything else on the horizon before the end of the year you working on or or just kind of staying in the cut now? Anything else you want to promote real quick? No, man, it's about that loyalty collection right now. You know what I mean? This is a, a quality drink, but snitches may get sick if they drank it <laughs> snitch drink you snitch free drink this is about loyalty man yeah so no takashi says nine can't drink no. this <laughs> he gonna throw it up man he gonna be toxic to him yeah i like it man well we really appreciate you joining us jay prince um y'all can follow the man at jay prince respect on instagram uh, check out the loyalty brand. We're going to pop bottles when the pandemic over, man. We're we going to yeah, be right you, back at it in the club, dog. We're going to have a whole case of loyalty brand. Yeah. yeah or, or, or next time you're in Houston, man, just come out to the studio. We're in the same studio as 97.9 a box. All just come through a sip. <laughs> All good, bro. I appreciate y'all, man. We appreciate it, man. We're really honored. Thank, thank you very much and take care, sir. All right, my brother. So... Other things that happened this week. Um, hmm, I'm looking. So there's been a debate about Vlad TV again. <laughs> because apparently a rapper by the name of Casanova has been arrested on RICO charges. And apparently in the document, um, it was stated that they used some, some of the things he talked about in video interviews. Vlad wasn't mentioned by name. But they did bring up some things that he talked about in a Vlad interview, like, for example, stabbing inmates, I think was mentioned in the document. And there's a whole video named Casanova talks about stabbing inmates in prison and shit. So Vlad was already getting canceled because he made some comments about, I think, either Elijah Muhammad or Farrakhan. I think he made some comments about Farrakhan. Farrakhan. Yeah. And so people were already trying to cancel him. He was not getting interviews. He hadn't had shit in a while. He had Mike Tyson, but Jab Zab Judah did the interview, not Vlad. (laughs) So, yeah, he had Shaka Khan on recently as well, but somebody else did that interview, not him. So he's been having black faces do his interviews because he ain't able to get shit right now. Damn. So crazy. It is. So he he was already getting canceled, and then this shit drops. And, and, but there's been a little bit of a back and forth, man, because some people are saying, you know, Vlad's the police. He's working with the cops. He's getting people to admit and talk about all these things. There's another side where people are like, you know, you don't have to go on his show. 
And if you do go on this show, you don't have to admit to the crimes you do in real life. You know, you could say, I ain't got nothing to say about that, you know, or I don't really want to talk about that. It ain't like he got a gun to your head to say, what, what did you, what really happened with the, with the, uh, with the Crips back in 95? Like, did you kill Tupac? Yeah. <laughs> he asking people that shit, man. So <laughs> well, what's your take on this whole thing, man? Do you think Vlad is more of the blame or do you think it's a blame the, for the people who get on there and start confessing shit for no reason? I, I think you could share the blame around everything, honestly. Um, I With Vlad, I think, I think he gets the blame for me for the simple fact that it seemed like he he target. I mean, he could be a hip hop. He probably is a hip hop fan, so like a legit hip hop fan. But I I have a problem with him going after these artists. Like he he not like he's going after these artists trying to dig in and and, and get personal like that. We didn't interviewed a lot of people. We never tried to go deep into you know all the crimes they committed. I mean, it's a way you could, you know, you could talk about that stuff without getting nobody caught up. We had, um, we had RTN Shank on and we didn't bring none of that shit up. He kind of, yeah. he, he was willing to share it on his own. And, and, you know, to his point, he a changed man. So he was just going, you know, talking about the experience he had that got him where, you know, got him locked up and, you know, See and he had he already up. gotten locked up for it. It's not like he was unveiling some shit that was gonna get him locked up because yeah. they already the police already knew all this stuff, man. Exactly. And so we wasn't like, oh, wait a minute. So you had this, and, <laughs> and are you still doing that now? Do you know who sells drugs now? We wasn't doing that. And he do he do that pretty often. And at that point, it's like, dog, like you you don't have to do that to be a, to have a a, a great interview. So I, I I give him some of that blame too, and you know as well as the um, the artists, because you could easily say you know nah I'm not talking about that. You could you could stand your ground and say nah, <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about. I know you seen um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Shit. Uh, but one of the rappers, um, shit. Damn, I can't remember his name. But one of the rappers was on there, and. Um, I think Vlad asked him about the Crips or something. You talking about Pee Wee Longway? Pee Wee Longway. Yeah, yeah, yeah I seen that clip. Yeah. He was just like, "Man, that's my favorite color." <laughs> he's, he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." That's yeah, my I was in color. school. I was getting good grades. I was in school. I wasn't in the streets. Yeah, like sometimes you, I mean, you just gotta be like that, man. Like, like I, I think art, artists got to be a little smarter. Whenever they do doing interviews like that, it's you could you could you could you could be on an interview be on an interview with Vlad, but you don't have to go deep like that. I agree, man. Um, you don't you don't have to get into your whole rap sheet, especially things that the police probably don't know you did. But Vlad used to be really bad. He's gotten a little better in terms of like interviewing kids. Like he used to. When the whole Chicago drill rap thing was popping off, he was interviewing kids, man. He was people that were like 16, 17 years old. He was get basically giving them to give up everything they did, you know. And, of course, when you're young and dumb, you're going to brag about the shit you did, especially yeah. if you're in the streets like that. He had one kid who who talked about, who went on his show, and he asked him about killing another famous rapper out there. 
And he talked about it. And then the family of the people of the kid who died is like, what the fuck? Like, why would you have this man on to talk about killing our people and not have us on and even talk about what's happened? You got the killer side of the story and not the victim. Yeah. So he got in a whole lot of trouble for that. He's kind of toned that down a little bit. Uh, but but like you said, man, like it's I, I'm not a fan of Lad just because like he sounds like a cop. The way he asks questions and the way he keeps prodding <laughs> and going deeper and deeper into people's, you know, criminal history. Yeah. Like for some for some in some ways, it's you know, when people talk about shit that happened 20 years ago, like he's had a lot of people around from when Tupac was killed who were around Tupac at the time. You know, he's gone, you know, with these OGs who, you know, sometimes they don't say much. Sometimes they say shit where it's like, damn, you know, they, they admit. I think that's where people admitted that there was a bounty that Diddy put out allegedly on Tupac's head when that beef was going on. I think he had like two million dollars on his head or some shit. So, mm. I mean, it could be interesting for things that happened like 20 years ago. When you're talking about shit that happened like last year, you interviewing kids from Chicago. That's super corny to me, man. So. I have no no tears shed for Vlad over here for him yeah. going through the ringer. So yeah, and and for the simple fact that you know he he do have a blit, uh, a big platform. Yeah, and any kid anybody uh, would love to get on that platform and get an interview. So of course they're not going to turn that down, especially a sixteen year old. They, they would love to be on Vlad TV, but. It, it seemed like he just, it, it's kind of like a, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. This is kind of like a, a older man trying to talk to a younger kid, uh, yes. a younger girl and take advantage of him. Yes. That, that's what, that's what he come off as. And I, I just think it's kind of whack, man. He, yeah, I think it's kind of whack. I agree, man. I'm not a fan. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been tough for him, though, man. He's been having the same people on every week. Michael Jai White on every other week. <laughs> a little tough for him, man. So this might finally get him out of here, but who knows? It's yeah. I'm sure Boozy yeah. always going to support him no matter what. He always, he, Boozy always going to be on Vlad TV no matter what, man. Yeah. <laughs> Boozy always going to be on some Vlad fucking TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... Other things that happened this week, real quick. Um, so Lil Wayne allegedly sold his masters for a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. which I'm sure Jay Z immediately called him and was like just talked him down for an hour because like what the fuck is you? Yeah, thinking, all, all this talk about people trying to buy their masters and own their masters. Lil Wayne said, "Fuck it." Apparently, sold it all. $100 million. Do you think this have uh, anything to do with his case? Probably. He needs money to fight it. Yeah. I, I was. That's the first thing I thought about. I, I see a lot of people say he's stupid for it and blah, blah, blah. But I was thinking like, damn, he probably ain't got no money. He probably trying to do whatever he can to stay out of jail. Yeah, he's currently fighting a, uh, a legal gun charge and apparently it's not looking too good for him. I think that's part of the reason why he was trying to kiki it up with Trump and support <laughs> Trump. He was hoping to get a pardon or something, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I think he might be hard up, man. I think that might be uh, stemming from that case he's trying to fight right now. So man. we'll see. Oh, man. Uh, we also got to say RIP to uh, the legendary Debo, 
actor himself, Tommy Tiny Lister, died at 62 this week, unfortunately. I think I've heard some uh, COVID complications be mentioned as possibly a cause of death. But a uh, very unfortunate man that people don't know. He's been several films, especially in the 90s. He was Debo most famously. He was uh, the president of the United States in The Fifth Element. <laughs> and uh, he was also in the WWE, WWF back in the day. Yeah. He was, uh, I think, Macho Man's Ze- boy, Zeus. Zeus. Yes. Yeah. I, I, man, that was breaking news to me. I, I had no idea. So I, I did some digging. I found some uh, some old promos and um, Randy Savage and, uh, and him. I'm like, man, this is classic. Yeah, it was dope. Like that was he wasn't in there for a long time. But I do remember uh, when he was first getting into acting, they called him like, you know, how Dwayne was Dwayne the Rock Johnson at first. They called him Tiny Zeus Lister. Yeah, was I was credits. wondering where I Zeus came from. I, yeah. I had no idea where it came from, but yeah, he like, was in man. wrestling for a little bit, man. But he was up there, so yeah. How how legendary is he for uh just for I guess the way he brought that term Debo in. Mm-hmm. Like we like nobody never stopped using the Debo term. Like ever yeah. since Friday, Debo always been like a term. Yep. Turn to a whole the neighborhood bully everywhere is a Debo. Are we gonna Debo yeah. you? Yeah. So I, I was watching Friday not that long ago, and uh, it's crazy how that how his character was like just the dude roaming around the neighborhood. Yeah, rode right around the, the bike. <laughs> and, and these, it, mind you, Craig and then was like 20, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Just imagine being outside and a nigga just walk up on the porch. It just started going through your pockets. Yes. And then look over at your boy like, what you got? <laughs> like, ain't that crazy? <laughs> Dog, the fact that there was three of them there. <laughs> like, like, you got the odds in your favor, man. Y'all, y'all, someone could jump on the back of him. Somebody could take his legs. Y'all yeah. said, fuck it. We don't want those problems still. Yeah. Big like, nigga, man. That was just hilarious. Just that whole scene. Whenever you get a chance, just go back and watch that scene. Yeah, I've seen they've been posting it nonstop since he died, man. So I've yeah. seen it a few times, but it dude, is funny, man. Yeah, dude dropped the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got two hundred dollars. I, I do, do. but I, I want to spend red money. How Craig said, I ain't trying to get involved with y'all. If you don't get involved, I'm gonna knock your bitch ass out too. Whatever <laughs> 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 Put the gun down, get knocked out like your daddy used to. <laughs> Dog, and people forget, like, when he showed up at the, at the end of the dark night, I was laughing so hard, man. He was in the boat with the criminals because Joker had this whole plan where he gave two boats. One was, like, people taking a vacation, and one was, like, death row inmates getting transferred to a fucking prison or some shit. And he said, whoever, uh, if you don't press the trigger to blow up the other boat, in a certain amount of time that both of the boats going to blow up. And so Debo was on the criminal boat. And I was <laughs> laughing so hard. I'm like, this nigga Debo and Batman. <laughs> First off, you have Michael Jai White as, as one of the people, the bad guys. And then you had Debo at the end. Debo rolls up on the guy on the prison boat. And he says, you just give me the trigger and I'll do what you should have did 10 minutes ago. And he throws his shit out the window and just sits there. I'm like, okay, Debo, whatever. 
Damn, man. Yeah, what yeah. a legend, Classic man. Scene, a couple man. legends died from that movie, man. That show you, man, they don't need to even remake that movie again. Uh, John Weatherspoon. Yeah. Um, uh, who else? Shoot. Uh, Bernie Mac. Yeah, bro, I forget. I forgot Bernie Mac was in that. Yeah, he's gone too. Yeah. Um, I think Felicia's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. <laughs> her, son, her son played football. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's the dude? The uh, shit. Oh, the girl. The uh, the chubby girl that was trying to talk mm-hmm. to smoke. I forget. Oh, uh, Yvette. Shit. What the what the hell is her name? Oh yeah, the girl from Baps died too. Yeah. Yeah. Rest yeah. R.I.P. to her. I forget her name now, but yeah, it's uh, let me look up her name real quick. Gotta be a little respectful. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the girl that uh, the girl that uh, the girl Friday the uh Smokey was talking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she passed. Uh Natalie, Natalie Reed, Natalie DeSella Reed yeah. passed away earlier this week. As yeah, well. she so played in a lot her. of shit, man. She, yeah. She played a lot of shit. She played uh she was Eve best friend on the show, Eve. Mm-hmm. You remember that show? That show was god awful. Yeah, it lasts like once a half season, <laughs> man. That shit got that canceled. Season and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. man. Yeah. But uh so, yeah, the uh the dad, the uh Red's dad, DJ Pooh. Yeah. The dad and um his dad and Friday, he he passed. Yeah. You want some two old man? No. <laughs> <laughs> Every man, oh, man, man. it blows my mind how people act like um Friday after next was uh better than the original Friday. They smoking crack, man. No. <laughs> No. At first, at first, I thought it was like a straw man argument where it's just like one person saying it, trying to be hot takey. But a lot of people think that, and I realized that back when I was in Cleveland, and um, and it was somebody controlling Netflix or something, and um, they put on Friday after next. And I was just like, okay, like, like, all right, I guess, I, I guess so. And then we started talking about the original Friday. And then the girl was like, oh, that wasn't even that funny. I'm like, what? <laughs> now, the girl was like 17. Mm-hmm. So I gave her a pass for that. But a lot of people have that same opinion. And it's no like y'all, y'all either don't know humor like that or I don't know. Or maybe the, the content is too, you know, I guess you're a little too young for the content or something. I don't know. But it's no way in hell you could think uh, Friday after next or even next Friday is better than Friday. Friday after next was not a bad movie, but and I guess it really comes down to whether you like the Chris, the Chris Tucker style or the Mike Epps style, because that's really the only reason why people like these movies anyway, is because Chris Tucker and Mike Epps and Friday after next is just it's too ridiculous to really take any kind of like. Friday, Friday is the original Friday is very funny, but it's also more down to earth. You know, it's some shit that could really happen. You know, like it was about how the funny shit happens in the hood, like in real life, you know, Friday after next is like a full on slapstick sitcom type goofy sounds. And yeah, Yeah. it it was a little it was way too silly to be like for anybody. Like I get, you know, if you like a type of humor more, you're going to like it more. But Friday after next is just too silly, man. It's just too, yeah. too goofy. 
for yeah, me to that, even yeah, put it up that's there. How, yeah, that's how I felt, man. The first, the original Friday, it's it seemed like it wasn't supposed to be a comedy. Yeah, the way they played it, it wasn't supposed to be funny, but everything they did was so fucking funny. Yes. Like just even eyes on love rolling up with some crullers and <laughs> rolling up in an ice cream truck for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, or uh, shit pulling up in an ice cream truck mm-hmm. and, and Smokey just flipping the money. <laughs> like just little shit like that, man. Like the stuff that probably wasn't even supposed to be funny. Like every like I I just don't see how people would even say something goofy like that. Because you got to realize, man, there are people out there who who loved power until the final episode, man. Like, <laughs> there are certain people who just have bad taste in shit. <laughs> and that's yeah. why they think there's some people who love fucking I Got the Hookup, the movie, and think that was a funny movie. Like, there's a lot of people out there just bad, <laughs> with bad taste, man, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah, Friday After Next is not, like, it's not a bad movie. If it's on, I'll probably watch at least some of it. But yeah. Friday, if I catch Friday at the beginning, I'm guaranteed watching it through the end, man. Yes. Guaranteed. <laughs> There's too many. Like, I'll keep thinking about the next funny thing coming up. I'm like, I can't change it now. Shit. No, and the crazy part about Friday, though, you would like, I've been watching Friday for years. I probably know that movie, like, back of my hand. Mm-hmm. I will watch it and peep something that I ain't even peep yep. for and make it even funnier. <laughs> like, just, like, you know, we've been watching the clips all week, but just the way Debo just rolled up, say, like, what you got, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> like, just, ima- just imagine a nigga walk up to you, what you got, Ryan? <laughs> and you gotta sit there like, I ain't got nothing. <laughs> yeah, tucking your chain, not all your shit. <laughs> I'm gonna tuck mine, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's why I'm like, fuck Hector. The random Mexicans who done laced his weed. <laughs> <laughs> On PCP. Yeah. <laughs> too man. funny of a movie. Too classic. Yeah. Rest in so, peace, Debo, man. Rest in peace. Tiny Lister, man. Unfortunate. Another shitty thing that happened in 2020, man. So yeah. almost out this year. So for whatever that's worth. Um, other things. Oh, yeah. Disney announced a whole lot of shit. They, I guess they have some kind of meeting and they announced like all these Star Wars movies, all these Marvel movies. I'm like, okay, whatever. But they did announce that uh, Chadwick Boseman would not be recast in Black Panther 2. They're still going to make Black Panther 2 is going to come out July 22nd of next year, I believe. But they're not going to recast T'Challa. You know, so I don't know how they're going to explain that. They'll And that's kind of soon, too. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, I'm I, I don't know if you've been keeping up too, but you know the actress who played Shuri, Shuri, uh, Shuri, his sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was like the smart geek one who was making all this shit. Yeah. Apparently, she got canceled because on social media she was posting some uh some anti-vaccination stuff and talking about how y'all can't be trusting the COVID vaccine, this whole thing's a hoax and all this stuff. People <laughs> tore into her, man. People, were, <laughs> she deleted her social media. Oh, shit. Because of it. Because yeah. at first she was, she was defiant, man. Everybody was saying, uh, recast her, get her out the movie. She picked, yeah. Before this happened, everybody was saying <laughs> she should be the next Black Panther. Because she what? I, well, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I know, right? They were saying because I guess in the comic book, his sister eventually became the Black Panther, 
But in the movie, I don't think she was what she was in the comic. Like she was comic relief in the movie. You know, she yeah. was basically the person just there to keep it lighthearted and funny. Yeah. But and the people were at were advocating her to be the next Black Panther. I'm like, uh, it's not gonna. She's too. Yeah, it's not gonna work. But yeah. then this shit happened too. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I was like, recast the whole thing, dog. Let's, yeah. let's start from scratch. Yeah, it might, man. It it might be tough for me to watch that movie. Yeah, it's gonna be him. tough. Yeah, I, I I guess when it come out, I might end up going to see it. But right now, I don't think I can watch it. It's hard for you to watch the original. Yeah, I'll try. I'll try to watch the original. I'm just like, man, this this is tough. He's really gone, man. Yeah, and I don't think like I think they should like I said this right right when he died. I'm like they should have canceled the sequel give it a few years and just redo the whole thing. Because it's like, I, I don't see how you, you can have a Black Panther without T'Challa, man. Mm-hmm. Like he is Black. That's like a Batman without Bruce Wayne. Yeah. You know, you can't do it, dog. Like, I get that you want to give the cast, you know, uh, give them a farewell and maybe give the cast, you know, who worked hard in the first movie a chance to do a sequel. But I, I'm just not with it, man. I feel like it's kind of, cashing in on his death a little bit to have yeah. a movie without him but still be about him it's just yeah i'm not a fan of it man so yeah so i wonder how would they play this whole story out like he died in the story yeah he he died he died off screen somehow man it's gonna be weird like i don't see how they could do it and make it really it's gonna kind of be like I hope they don't. They, I hope they don't Paul Walker it. Yeah, I was gonna say they gonna do like Fast and Furious. Or yeah, they might, but at least Paul Walker filmed some of that movie though. Yeah. So yeah, nothing. Nothing has been filmed to my knowledge of Black Panther two. Period. So yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. Um, other things that happened. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so I know everybody has heard and is tired of this song now that I just want to live <laughs> the, the Kedron Bryant song that became like the song of black people the black people anthem this year mm. by Key you've heard that song right yeah uh, this song was named uh, song of the year <laughs> by the Associated Press and I almost thought he was going to be the time person of the year, but that <laughs> went to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for, I guess, just existing and winning an election. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What I see somebody tweet that and then they end up retweeting like, what did they do? <laughs> like, do they, do they get it just from winning the election? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't forget like the worst thing, People forget, and they should have, because I think even Obama said this was too soon. They gave Barack Obama a Nobel Peace Prize like a month after he got elected, before he could even do anything. (laughs) They gave him a Nobel Peace Prize. And even he said, like, in retrospect, like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have gotten that that early, you know. And then it turns out this nigga was drone striking all these foreign countries doing all this crazy shit. So you probably shouldn't have gotten it at all, but... 
whatever. <laughs> Don't give me on my Obama rant. I'm not going to start now. <laughs> Don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, one more thing. People went through JT from City Girl. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they went through her tweets and found a whole lot of problematic shit. And she, uh, first, it looked like she took her Twitter account down, but apparently she gave it to her label to clean out. And she made a burner account, kind of. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, people found her old shit. She was talking about she wanted to get raped by R. Kelly. She was yeah. calling black people ugly. She was just saying a whole lot of ignorant shit that kids be saying on Twitter back when it was cool to say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't say that shit no more. But back in 2011, 2010, oh, it was, rules it, was, that, it was wild. I, I wish I wish there was a way we could go back to that time and just see what was all on the timeline. <laughs> That shit was wild. There were, there were no rules back in early Twitter, man. It was everybody was getting roasted. Everybody, you could call somebody gay for doing shit. You could, there was a whole lot. And people who got, I, I think I cleaned out most of my fucked up shit because I did go back <laughs> I and I was like, yeah. You. I did go back a while ago and I was looking at, they, they had a thing where you can download all your tweets. And I did it. I was looking through. I'm like, okay, this got to go. This got to go. This got to go. But I think I'm good now. I think I'm okay. <laughs> so how so. do you do that? How you clean out all your tweets like that? Because uh, what I did, I, pretty much what I did was just I uh, typed in some words and then uh, typed in my Twitter handle. Yeah. To see what popped up. <laughs> I'm like, let me take this out. Whoop. Let me take this out. <laughs> There's a way, I think, uh, I forget how to do it now, but if you Google it, like how to delete my tweet or how to see all my tweets, there's a link you can go into your settings where you can just like download your whole history and see it. And you can just go through like the years. You can pick a day on the calendar, see what you tweeted. And you can go through all your history of your tweets and kind of just comb through, you know, what was going on and what you were saying. So I think yeah. I got most of my problematic shit out, but... I hope you do because shoot, this episode might blow up. Fuck it, dog. <laughs> niggas gonna start <laughs> your tweets. Look, man, if we if we ever if we ever make it big, I'm starting over from scratch on Twitter, dog. <laughs> period. We might have to scrub this podcast too, and <laughs> except for the most recent episodes. Yeah, start start at episode 50. <laughs> yeah. We ain't we ain't getting Charlemagne out of here, dog. Like we <laughs> <laughs> we we go we there's gonna be some cleaning if we ever make it on that level i'm just telling people in advance so yeah <laughs> be ready if anything ever happens For real <laughs> <laughs> uh and i think that's about it oh yeah how do you feel about Kyrie? um who Kyrie irving has decided he's not going to answer anything from the media right now and uh, he said at first he wants to let his play on the court speak for itself, but then he got fined. Him and the team got fined like twenty five thousand each. So he put out another statement, being defiant, saying, "I hope this money went to create cultural change and all this stuff." He also <laughs> said, "I don't speak to pawns." Oh yeah, got everybody that. in a tizzy. Stephen A. Smith is very upset at him right now. <laughs> so how do you feel about this, man? I know. Kyrie used to play in the land. So oh, you're God. very familiar with him and his antics. So how do you feel about Kyrie and what he's been talking about lately? Oh, this cat is weird, man. I'm glad he don't play in the land now. Like, oh, 
I feel like his, even his play on the court ain't even been adding up. Ain't been the same since he left Cleveland. So I just I don't know, man. This this dude, he just need, he 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 just need to play, man. I I kind of wish they trade James Harden um to uh to Brooklyn and send him out. That would be a that would be hilarious. So you want Kyrie in Houston? No, I don't want Kyrie in Houston. <laughs> but I just hope all that all that trade rumors talk. I just hope he part of the trade. Like just to show that dog, like you ain't you ain't untouchable. I don't know if he could get traded, but yeah. I don't know. This dude, man, his sometimes his points don't even be adding up. It's one thing if it's like Kaepernick, who, you know, back up his points with some facts or you know, or telling how, you know, why he doing this and you know you can take it or leave it. At that point, you can say, oh, "Okay, I understand what you mean," and or you can say, "Hey, I don't, I, I don't agree with it, but that's how you feel." Like he don't even give you that option. Like every to me, everything he say just sound goofy. So uh, I don't know. I get, I, I kind of get his point. I, I understand. I guess he got a good. Uh, I guess he doing it for a good reason, but he could do it in a better way. He, he he could still talk. He could go up there and talk, and just do what um, other players was doing in the bubble. Get up there and talk about the the change you want to make, and only answer those questions. Like it's, it's all type of ways you could do that. But I don't know. He come off as a clown to me. I agree, man. Like you don't have to get up there and answer what they ask. Like we've seen a lot of players kind of blow off the whole thing say you know any kind of social justice thing like they were saying justice for Breonna Taylor for a while like you could get up there and say whatever but just act like you're better than everybody else and don't even have to show up yeah like the team is getting fine at this point for you man like yeah it's not just you being affected and it don't it don't do nothing just get up there and just say you could even say, you know, hey, I'm a, I don't want to answer any basketball questions, right? You can say whatever you want. People did that before. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Like, like it's it's Kyrie Irving. This is not LeBron James that's up here trying to do this. And mm-hmm. you know, maybe if it was LeBron, they'd probably switch something around, or you know, they maybe move some tables and chairs. But dog, you you went you barely played the past exactly. years. Like, if you don't get your ass up there and 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 say something. So like dog, like you need to. It, it, it seems like when, when when people do something and act like they don't want the attention, but they know it's gonna get them more attention. That's yeah. basically what this is, man. Because if he went up there and gave generic ass answers, nobody would give a fuck about what Kyrie Irving thinking right now. It's mm-hmm. the fact that he's not seeing anything is what's mm-hmm. getting the attention around him. Because nobody I know who even fucks with the NBA is saying, you know. Kyrie gonna have a big year this year. Like nobody gives a fuck about Kyrie right now, dog. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting people care more about Durant on that team and see what he's gonna look like coming back than really what Kyrie is gonna do. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It is what it is. But yeah, they, honestly, man, they probably need to get rid of him, man. <laughs> like I don't think he gonna. I, I, I mean, outside of the actual conversation, I ain't trying to dip into sports or nothing, but I kind of don't see that team winning that. Uh, I guess making a deep push mm-hmm. with Kyrie. 
I'd rather just ch- get rid of him and try to bring James Harden. I would try with James Harden and, and um, KD before I try before I try with uh, Kyrie. Man, we talk, yeah. Enough of Kyrie, man. We got to talk about yeah. some real NBA drama with the Houston Rockets <laughs> and James Harden apparently not showing up to camp for the black coach. <laughs> they get a black coach and now he don't want to go to camp. He want to go party with a little baby and give him honey buns. Uh, so people made a whole big deal about this. Uh, James Harden didn't show up to camp for the first like two days, I think. Um, everybody was saying he was holding out. He was at little baby's birthday party, um, posting picture on Instagram and all this shit. Um, he still apparently wants out of Houston. Um, I'm hearing different destinations are opening up now. Um, Brooklyn is not, yeah, Miami's on the board now as well. Uh, Brooklyn, they want him, but it's, they're, they can't get him without giving up Kyrie or Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I don't think they want to do either of those right now. So we'll see. But um, apparently there was some preseason action, and John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins look good out there, man. Mm-hmm. Got to call it like it is. I was shitting on the season. I know it's preseason. It really don't yeah. but <laughs> Shit, we'll man. see. I, 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 man, I woke up this morning. I, I thought the fucking uh, regular season started. The way everybody <laughs> else was talking. <laughs> see, I told you, we don't need no James Harden. Yeah. Niggas yeah. I'm like, damn. Team. Like, it is the Chicago Bulls, too. Yeah. <laughs> Stink. <laughs> so just uh, slow your roll. But, uh, yeah, I did hear they look pretty good, though. Yeah, we'll see if they can make it halfway through the season before I get excited, man. Like, <laughs> but... I don't know if I trust the knees and the Achilles yet, but we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how do you feel about this whole James Harden thing, man? Who, who who do you think is gonna win out in the sweepstakes, and how do you think the season gonna play out for the Rockets and James Harden? I think they go eventually trade though. I think I think he go end up in Philly, which is fucking ironic. Now, do you think he'll get traded during the season or after? I think. I don't know if he's gonna play for the Rockets again, man. Like and really? Yeah, I I don't know if he's gonna show like it's to me it's weird that he haven't shown up yet. Like well, the, the season, the season about to start, and this dude ain't show up for training camp at all. Apparently he has shown he is in Houston now and he has checked in at Toyota Center, but he can't play because of COVID protocols. He has to get like six negative tests, and I think it's good because of COVID reasons why he can't play right now, but I don't know. How long that's gonna last, and if you'll play for sure after that, but yeah, hmm. but um, I don't know, man. I just i i think i think he gonna end up in Philly, man. That it, it might be the best thing for the Rockets to just move on because there ain't no point of trying to have all that work out together, and he he clearly don't want to be there. Like it's it's one thing for uh for Houston to keep keep him, and he already seemed like he don't want to win for real like it's another thing if if you don't even want to play for Houston like just just send them to Philly man <laughs> like I, I know Ben Simmons ain't no James Harden I think he the most overrated <laughs> player in, mm-hmm. in the NBA right now but um shit man I think I think Houston just got to move on <laughs> See, I disagree. They don't have to move on right now, man. They got in for two years. We ain't getting in for Ben Simmons, dog. Ben Simmons and half the starting roster better come with him if they want James Harden, dog. Because might be like four first round picks. 
that that means nothing to the Rockets either because they don't be drafting people. They be trading those picks for regular players. So I don't know, man. We 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 got to see. But um, yeah, I, I I think he'll pay because he has to pay to get uh, to play to get paid. Like he won't get paid at all if he doesn't show up. So I think it's too much money left on the table to hold out for that long. Like so, we'll see. But I mean, the Rockets got the leverage here. He has two years left in his contract. They don't have to force anything right now. And James Harden is, if not the best scorer in the league, he's top three. Yeah. And you, you can't trade him for fucking some of these packages I've seen are a joke. Man. <laughs> like fucking Spencer Dinwiddie, like fucking get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> we we got to get some soup, a superstar talent and some auxiliary pieces around that in a trade for James Harden. It can't just be tit for tat with anybody right now, except for maybe a Kevin Durant, you know, yeah. somebody we could take straight up Kevin Durant for James Harden today. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, of course not. So yeah. So we're, we're, we'll see what happens, but I think he'll play, man. I think he'll reluctantly play. We will, we'll see him probably come in out of shape. You know, he might not be the player he usually is, but I think he'll show up, man. And I think John Wall, and I do have to agree because Steven Jackson went on Instagram. He made the whole point about how fucked up it is for James Harden to lead the black coach out in the cold like this. You know, everybody complains about black people not having enough, you know, coaching jobs in the NFL and the NBA. You know, it's mostly white people got really upset when the, the Nets got Steve Nash, who nobody even thought was coaching. <laughs> With no coaching experience. Yes. Yeah. And he's a head coach. So, you know, you have a young black man get this opportunity and then suddenly your superstars won out, both of them, and one won't show up to camp. Yeah. So I agree. That's a bad look, man. Like, at least try to make that dude. Don't make his job extra hard because they already come in to clean up a mess. Yeah. With a lot of bullshit going on, so yeah, I don't just, know. Yeah, just be professional, man. Because exactly. there's a bunch of people that you know play for a team when they didn't get the coach they wanted, but they still got to come to work and play. Like, yeah, that's I don't know. That's kind of sucker shit. It really is, man. And like I've defended James Harden through a lot of sucker shit, dog. <laughs> but I, I'm done now, man. He's gone. I consider I see a him lot gone of people now. done, man. Yeah. I've never seen so much hate on James Harden from Houston fans ever yeah. until now. We sick of him, man. Because like we we have stars that want to leave, but they're showing up to work. You know, the Astros. Fucking, there's rumors that Jose Altuve was really upset about the cheating shit, and he probably wants to go. He showed up to work. J.J. Watt clearly wants out of Houston. You know, he's at the end of his career and ain't playing for shit right now, but he's showing up to work. Like, there's a lot of people who are not happy with the franchise, but they still showing up and doing a job. And he just said, fuck all that. I'm going to chill with a little baby for a while. Yeah. This dude was all over Vegas and everything. In the strip club, having a ball, man. So it, The other fucked up part about it is, he is, I feel bad for Steven Silas. Because he he pretty much left out there <laughs> to the media, yeah, trying to answer these questions, and he had no idea. Exactly. So that kind of leaving them high and dry. And he was trying to like in the beginning, he was probably telling lies, talking about how excited they were to work together. Yeah. Because little did we know they both wanted to leave at that point. Mm-hmm. So he 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 kept the cap up as long as he could. 
But yeah. after a while, when you have no communication with somebody and you're starting with your team, like, yeah. And DeMarcus Cousins calling him out, too. He's like, you know, we got some pieces missing, but we still good regardless. You know, we ain't waiting yeah. up for them. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. how it's going to be an uncomfortable season. And I'm ready for the James Harden heel turn, man. I'm ready to turn <laughs> on this nigga. It's been too long defending him. I didn't look the, lo- the other way through a lot of shit. The Blue Lives Matter mask. <laughs> the dumb flops. The choking in the end of playoff games. Getting blocked by fucking Manu Ginobili. I ain't forget that shit. <laughs> so, nah, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on, man. I, I know I said I'm not invested in the Rocket as much this year, but I'm ready to yeah. see him go now, man. Let, let's just get it over with. Just Yeah. Now, now you, you kind of see where I'm coming from now um, because I talked about this um, back when LeBron, I guess we was wondering if he was going to leave for the second time. Mm-hmm. And I was actually okay with him leaving. I yep. kind of, I low key wanted him to go <laughs> because I was tired of all the drama, all the, is he, is he leaving? Or, oh, he's looking at <laughs> schools, high schools for his kids in Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, I heard he was in LA and all this other shit. At that point, I was just like, man, it's better if he just go, man. I'd rather have a I'd rather have like three or four bad seasons to have a better season later on than to keep dealing with this shit. Yeah, I but it's I can't get past the Warriors. But honestly, like at least y'all got a championship out of it. Yeah, yeah. So that made it a whole lot easier. With us, it's like this nigga never gave us a champ. We never got a finals appearance, man. Yeah, y'all wasn't getting one no time soon. Yeah. So like that's what stings about it. The fact that the James Harden era is going to end and we have nothing to show for it, really. You know, really nothing. Not even a Western Conference championship with a team that was definitely fit to make the finals. Should have made it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's sad, man. That's that's what hurts the most. But. Time to move on. Life moves on. Get this nigga out of here, man. <laughs> JJ Prince co-signed it as well. He said we could get some good pieces for James Harden. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what we can do there. Um, is that about it? Well, I think, I think it. yeah. Yeah, we, we go ahead and wrap this thing up. I think that pretty much covers everything that happened this week. Um, so special shout out again to our uh, new friend of the show, Jay Prince. Yeah, the uh, official podcast. Yes, of Mob, Mob Ties. Ties. <laughs> yes, Mob Ties qualified, Mob Ties affiliated officially. People, yeah. y'all gotta look at us different now. Yeah, we, <laughs> we rolling yeah. deep. Y'all can't talk shit about us. You, yes. you might get fucked up for real. Yeah, you, you, you get all, y'all, y'all coming into Houston got to check in with the Jim Jew podcast first. <laughs> get on the podcast and it'll be safe for you to walk the Houston streets, man. If you don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, man. You ain't on the Mob Ties podcast, but let me stop saying the Mob Ties podcast. They <laughs> might actually get upset. We might. Uh, <laughs> Mob Ties presents the Jim Jew's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> kind of like how BMF got mad at Rick Ross for calling that song BMF. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I forgot about him. That. <laughs> yeah, they got upset about that. Uh so uh but yeah, shout out to Jay Prince, man. And quick aside, dog, because uh I gotta talk about this real quick. Uh I'm very like so in the past few weeks, we've had some big names no show for the show, unfortunately, man. It's not a case of them saying no, it's them saying yes and then not showing up. And this is after we have 
moved our, you know, availability, done moved a whole lot and sacrificed a whole lot to get people on. So I, I'm really, I'm really glad that Jay Prince came on the show, man. I'm glad he kept his word. His people kept his word. They actually reached out to us and they, they made this happen, man. It was a 30 minute or so interview. And that's all we asked. You ain't got to be on here for three hours talking shit with us. But uh, so special shout out to that, man. I just want people to know, because some people will probably hear that interview and, and say, well, you didn't ask them, you know, any deep questions or anything big. And that's on me because part of me had just been down from being, you know, gassed up before I was doing research and, and really putting a lot of work into. I don't know if Figgy was too into the guests we we're going to have on the podcast just for them to not show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been very unfortunate. And I was kind of you know, skeptical if he was even going to show up for this one as well, but he did very happy about it. And, and, and yeah, man. So special shout out. I know we done made our jokes. I did my Jay Prince impression. We had a hard shit to say, but nah, fucking Jay Prince cool with me, man. Yeah. Just off the strength, the strength that he actually keeps his word. When he says he's going to do something, he does it. And I don't think we asked for a whole lot in this podcast, but you know, for a busy man like that to make time out of his day, to fuck yeah. with a low-key Houston podcast right now. Mm-hmm. Working our ways up the keys. We low-key now. We're going to be mid-key by <laughs> next yeah. year at least. We just, we just got to get nominated for something. Yes. <laughs> but for him to make time for a little-known podcast like ours, man, it means a lot, dog. So very, very glad. Thank, thank again. Thanks again, Jay Prince, for showing up, man. We really appreciate that. And hopefully we can get him again in studio one day, man, and make some real things happen. But yeah, Treat some of that loyalty. <laughs> it's a loyalty brand rose man i'm down with it yeah I, I was looking on their website too uh it, it's it's pricey but i was thinking about man just maybe buying a, a set and just keeping it in the studio and uh, just have it for i think decoration. we're we're almost at our 150 pod our number 150 on our podcast if we get to 200 i think we should get some loyalty brand we got uh, to, man. Yeah, for our 200th episode. So we'll get there. <laughs> um, for the 200 yeah. or the 150? Uh, Well, 150, we'll probably still be in quarantine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so by 200, I think it'll be definitely safe to 200. Get in the studio yeah. again. So yeah. definitely 200, we're going to try to get some uh some loyalty brand uh, champagne <laughs> or liquid or Cabernet Sauvignon up in there. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just had to get that quick aside, man. So we're really happy that Jay Prince showed us. And, and like, like, like we said, like it, we, we could have asked more. We, we could have spent a whole day with Jay Prince just talking with him, man. But he had limited time. But still, we're very, very happy he showed up. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had to get that off my chest, man. Because he's <laughs> pissing me off with this bullshit. So <laughs> Uh, shout out to Jasmine as well, uh, working on the podcast, um, yeah. promoting things and whatnot in the background. Shout out to Figgy. Figgy's the reason why all this shit happens, man. He'd be reaching out to people. Figgy has no fear, dog. That That's one thing I don't have. Like, I don't, my, my pride and ego get in the way of asking people for shit, but I really appreciate the fact that you just shoot your shot no matter what, dog. Yeah, I, I, I got to the, like, everything I do is for this podcast now, man. At first, I was, you know, my ego was too big to be asking people for shit. But now, like, I got to the point, I, I will fuck, if if I had no other choice, I would fucking tweet you. <laughs> It'd be like, hey. <laughs> like, hey. I know Landry, he usually give me shit. He, he, he always called me thirsty and all this other mm-hmm. shit. But I'm like, man, this for the podcast, bro. Like, <laughs> just wait and see. 
And you never know when it works, man. We've made yeah. relationships. Like you reached out to Jack Freeman. We had never known him before or spoke to him before. Yep. Fat Tony. Get him up. Fat Tony, same thing. Yep. I just so. hit him. I just tweeted him. And he <laughs> ended up following me back. And then we end up getting him on. So we have yeah. no industry connects, man. We just reaching out blind. And anybody who's cool enough to spend a few minutes with us, we appreciate it. But now things are going to change since we mob ties affiliated now. Yeah. So things are going to be a little different. <laughs> Our name carries weight in these podcast treats out here now, man. Right. So <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> so shout out to Figgy, man, doing all this work, making all this great stuff happen. Um, follow the podcast, of course, on all social media outlets. Um, hit us, subscribe, uh, check our YouTube. We will have the J Prince interview up in full on our YouTube page. Uh, should be out right now as you're listening to this, actually. So go ahead, peep that, get the views up, subscribe, do your thing. And until next time, y'all, hopefully we have some big surprises in store soon. We got our year end wrap up podcast coming yes. next week. Next week, we're gonna have Brandon Caldwell from 979 The Box Radio One. We're gonna have Brandon Scott from Sports Radio 610. Yep. To be on with us. Um, of course, me and Ryan Rocket. We're gonna squeeze Jasmine in too. We gotta get her yeah. in for the I think she yeah, yeah. no, she comes yeah, she I, she hopping on too. Okay. Hopefully if nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I'm I'm gonna work on try to get Jules on too. Yeah, yeah. Good idea, good idea. We got the year end wrap up coming up next week, so check that out. And yeah, until next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.